This is a podcast that focuses on to the life of a hub partner and the agency world in the HubSpot community. We're talking about HubSpot agency life. We sit down and talk about the life of a hub partner with agency owners all over the world. This is a global, this is a show. global show. Retainers, customers, inbound marketing. If you're interested in HubSpot and want to do better marketing, then this is for you. How do you get your agency shit together? The show is hosted by Yanni Alden. This is a great show from agencies to an agency's owner of a Finnish HubSpot. But platinum partner agency called Sales Communications. Welcome to another episode of Life of a Hub Partner, a podcast for a hub partner to another hub partners. My name is Jani Altonen. I run uh, HubSpot Platinum, uh, sorry, Diamond Agency, HubSpot Partner of the Year in the EMEA 2016 Sales Communications. And to be honest, this podcast is my personal journey in the HubSpot land. I just want to meet all the partners, all the great guys, all the great girls who are running inbound shows in their own countries. And, and today we are going to Switzerland and we're going to meet Guy Gold's Swiss team, Steve uh, Löf from Story Lead. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Jan. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Oh, I'm really, you know, super excited that you you came. We have met many times in a HubSpot partner days at Inbound, and and uh, it's always been a fun. It's always been a fun. Uh, what was the first time that you came to Inbound? Uh, that was uh, four years ago. The first time that was when we were sort of starting to uh, um, think about transitioning into inbound. So that was a a mind blowing experience. That was uh, back then. It was still at the uh, at the Haynes Convention Center, which is on Boylston, which is uh, right down smack down in the Back Bay area of Boston. And uh, it was like a small little gathering, and uh, it just exploded into a mega, probably uh, the poster. Uh, event in the marketing and sales domain nowadays with uh, I think this year roughly over 20,000 people attending so it's going to be huge and I'm so rambunctious and fired up and happy to go there and also happy to see all the partners and especially you Yanni because I know together with you we'll have a great evening once again with some great talks and maybe even the odd beer. Yeah, we could we could actually this year uh, do the ice hockey Go to see Boston play. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I don't know if if the fixtures have come out or, or any anything in NHL 2018, but you know that'll be. Well, no, the, the the drafting session just is just started, so the the schedule's not out. And I must say, I'm Canadian from from uh, origin, so I am, and I'm from Montreal, so I am uh, so happy to be in a hockey town like Boston. But of course, I'd be even more happy if I see the Boston Bruins being beaten by my team. The Habs de Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, there's two great teams. There's a Finnish goalkeeper in, in Boston, so that's why I'm a big fan of Boston. So Yeah, Tukarask. He's a good, great guy, great guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, that's with the ice hockey, but tell me about your agency. The agency yeah. is called storyleads.com. Go to see, go to see the, the website. You are a cold partner, and what is your, what is your agency actually do? What, what is your focus, and what do you do, what do, you do in the inbound marketing era? Okay, well, the company is called Story Lead, Story and Lead. And as the name says, we uh, originated in the story domain. So we have a content background. We've been around for 20 years and creating content for uh, larger companies and SMBs and uh, and leads. So we combine the content and the lead generation. And today we uh, we focus on planning, building, and uh, growing inbound marketing and sales systems for mid-sized uh, companies that are ambitious and aggressive in growth. So that's where we are. 
When you're talking about sales system, marketing and sales system, what are you actually talking about? Well, what, what happens is uh, typically when we talk to customers, we, we walk in and they have uh, a mode that we call the Frankenstein mode, right? They have a, an array of technology, tools, processes, and people, and not very well aligned. So say, for example, you go to a trade show, and at the trade show, some guy from the trade department is creating the trade show, but there's not really a link to sales or in, in the marketing domain, there's no really link to, say, to a campaign. Uh, not just from the perspective of creating um, the, uh, the, the, the asset, the, the asset being the, uh, the trade show, but also from perspective of managing and measuring the effect and the return on the investment on that specific uh, asset. So um, we call this the Frankenstein mode. So they're building together like a website and they're bolting on some, some email tools and maybe in a CRM. And uh, what we help customers do is understand the richness and the, the power they can deploy in creating a system, uh, a system that uh, really in, in gives them the opportunity to uh, scale and grow their organization and to fuel the pipeline. That's what we do. And um, yeah, the, the thing is, you know, a, a system as opposed to just, you know, a process or a um, or, uh, you know, bolting together technologies is, is like a car. You have a carburetor, you have a motor, you have a tank, you have a brake system. Everything meets together in this system called a car. And if something doesn't perform right, you have to take it out or have to have a look at it and tweak it. And that's why, you know, we have the systems approach where we really build the system. And then if we see something doesn't perform, we have a closer look at, say, for example, the carburetor or the lead generation engine or the SLA between marketing and sales or the CRM um, tokens that match into a HubSpot portal. We look at all that in order to have the, the best possible engine or the best possible system that helps our customers achieve those goals that they have laid out. So basically, basically, you're mixing consult consulting, you know, business with technology business with marketing business and uh, you know sales enablement and all, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean we have a consulting background. Uh, you know we, we did a lot of uh, um, I say larger um, corporate uh, consulting stuff that always sort of tied into content like M and A stuff or uh, a lot of uh, uh, equity capital market transactions like IPOs or we did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, content that was you know, like high-end stuff for, for banks like the UBS here and, and all this. So we were doing a lot of stuff that in consulting. And what we do nowadays, we don't, we, we don't come from the, from the background of being a, a techie or a web uh, agency. We come from a background of being consultative on a C-level content domain. So we have this consultative approach in, in all our work. And uh, to be honest, what we originally had in mind was to uh, build uh, to, to plan and to build and to grow those systems and to eventually then hand them off to the customer. So the customer could then, you know, maintain the system by itself. Uh, we found out that that approach doesn't really work because after the, the handoff season would come, uh, customers would always typically want to uh, remain engaged with us, you know, helping them out on back end of the system or helping them out and creating content or, or aligning the marketing and sales team. So uh, in, in the history of the, in the short history of our inbound marketing uh, focus, uh, it has not happened that a customer has ever left us. We've been able to uh, retain all those customers so far. Okay, very good. So how many people is, is, is working in your agency? We're five of us here. Uh, so it's a small agency. There's five of us, and um, we're staffing currently. So we're going to somebody's new is going to join us in the course of the fall. And we have a strong connection and strong tie with our friends uh, from uh, Clickray and Krakow. So they're doing our all of our backend stuff and all of our dev stuff for the customers, cranking out websites, 
cranking out great landing pages, and we have like a, a real close connect with those guys. We go over to Krakow and visit them. When it's not cold, hopefully next time. Last time we were there was freezing, so yeah. <laughs> Very good. So that's another, that's another, another roughly another 10, 11 people that most of them are, are working in our projects, yeah. Okay, okay. So what is your turnover? Um, annual? Yeah. Per, per, uh, we're doing roughly about 200 um i'd say 221 or 219 depending on how you look at it per capita so that's okay. uh yeah okay that's very good so uh is your growth rate what are you growing or what is your business what is your business heading on a, on a financial terms currently we're at uh, 27 above 27 percent above uh last year top line so uh we're pretty much uh, on track our track is our goal is to uh, go to uh, platinum by uh, december 15th and we have another 181 days to do that to achieve that so that's where we're heading a lot of sales to do a lot of sales to do not really a lot of sales i mean uh, we did we we closed uh, five deals up so far this year so that's pretty cool um and uh you know these are deals that are typically not just uh uh, you know, like the 2K retainer that we, our retainers are, we don't call them retainers, we call them mandates, but they're, they're rather uh, pricey. So uh, that's everyone we win is, is pretty cool. Uh, we have still, we're short another five uh, to go to the end of the year until we reach the goal. So we're, we're, we're heading there. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, so uh, platinum before December. December 15th. Okay. December 15th. Why is that day? Oh, because that's when HubSpot closes the books for the month. <laughs> All right, that's right. And if I would, and if I would have said, if I would have said December thirty first, um, that would have been, you know, we would have made it by thirty first. But then, we, by the end of the year, we wouldn't have been ranked, so we wouldn't have been ranked by January fifteenth. But Yanni, let me just get, get something. I have to show you something. This is very important for all the other partners. Hold on for a sec. This here is an email that was written to me by Steen Gordon, our uh, channel account manager, uh, yeah. or cam, um, in, uh, I know in, Steve. Uh, Steve is a good yeah, 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 yeah. So it was written to us in October, 2015, when we started to get in, you know, better acquainted with, with HubSpot. And he wrote to me, um, you know, hi Steve, following on from a conversation, here are the objectives for 2016 for you. Okay. So he writes down how much it takes to go from zero to silver to gold to platinum to diamond. So it's marked here, everything is managed and everything says how much we have to do. So I just took this and I wrote beside that on the column, I write, I wrote here, as you can see here, what dates we want to achieve these specific goals, right? Yeah. So with that said, I bought a countdown clock. This is it here, right? Oh, so you can see this very, here. That's very So, yeah, so this, is, this is above my head. It says I was wrong. It's 183, 183 days, 15 hours and 23 minutes and zero seconds. To platinum so that's that's my inspiration that's very good that's very good what's get measured gets done you yeah know, and that's yeah that's, i think that <laughs> as a, as a, for an advertising agency yeah. in general in general i have to say that that uh, advertising agencies are pretty lousy to measuring things and, and yeah. having having this kind of a uh, uh good good uh uh you know goes to to hit on we we did almost exactly the same we, we didn't have the clock but we had a really specific things uh, yeah sometimes we got it sometimes we yeah. don't but yeah. you know and now uh, we now just we want to be a double diamond and that's a huge <laughs> thing <laughs> i said i said bling bling i said to to to, to brian halligan uh when we met in 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 dublin on on the partner day yeah yeah that 
I need a new goal. And I said to Christian Kinner to say, Yanni needs a new goal because all the measures, all the, all the tracks, all, everything on a partner portal, we've done it. We've done it. So we, we kind of, uh, there, there is this, you know, uh, the scale and we're kind of, uh, everything is, you know, on peak. Yeah. So that's cool. So, I mean, I, I, I was, uh, the, the reason I, I reached out to, 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 to meet you last year at Inbound was because, um, I mean, you guys, uh, you're amazing. I mean, I saw your story the year before you were on stage sharing your story, how you came from the spammer of the universe to become the inbound marketer of the universe. Yeah, yeah scammers are the, in Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to the world than just Scandinavia, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and that inspired me to reach out and sort of to try to see, you know, what we could uh, learn uh, from you and maybe you, you know, Maybe you can learn something from us. I don't know, but it was really inspiring. And uh, we just keep on reaching out to those uh, people that, you know, can always reach up, never reach down. So we're reaching up to these guys like you. And uh, it was just amazing. And I would say that, you know, coming from that talk, a lot of um, what you said has been baked into our processes and, and the ways going forward. So at this moment, I just want to express my great thanks to you, Yanni, for, for helping us out here. Oh, oh, thanks very much. Uh, I have to say that, that uh, it's been a, quite a journey, but I, I think I, yesterday, I, before we started to, uh, uh, I started to you know, think about what we talk and what are the topics for, for, for this uh, Life of a Hub Partner episode for, for, with Story Leads. Uh, I just you know, pump, go to the internet and do all the Googling stuff and all that. And then I went to LinkedIn and searched your profile and all, all that. And then I saw your uh, blog article which is titled until uh, they said yes to inbound marketing until i showed them these numbers and you have yeah. had a great uh uh you know study how much work the customer needs to actually do and you have you know done done great craft with all the hours all the all the uh, things with inbound marketing and 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 this was really something that I learned from you that this is very super good. Can I, can I use that? I'm going to, oh, yeah. I'm going to use <laughs> that, but I'm, I'll mention your name and, and your agency. <laughs> Actually what I did, I post that article to a Finnish group, uh, digital is marketing development, uh, uh, group on Facebook over eight thousand you know digital marketers in there and that wow wow in, in in twelve hours that got a lot of likes a lot of comments and everybody was you know giving you the thumbs up like you know this is great this is super good because this is something that we need to be you know telling to our customers how many hours it actually takes to produce inbound marketing so tell right, me about right. that. how do you use that in right. your sales process and all that. Okay, well, uh, first of all, I mean, the reason why this came to, to life was is very simple. We, uh, we ran into uh, two occasions with customers where uh, we, we got them, you know, we get the plan ready, we had the systems all built, and then, you know, we're, we're, we're in, this, in this mode where we, where we you know, we're, we have like this weekly sprint call with the customers, and in the sprint call, we, we kept on pushing from our side, but we didn't see anything coming back from the customer side. So we, we, uh, we investigated that, and we saw that uh, those customers didn't have um, the right resource level ready to, to, uh, to bring to life the inbound marketing and sales system as it was laid out on the plan. So um, to, uh, to cut a long story short, we, we found out that uh, in many occasions we had not in the sales process framed um, inbound marketing and sales correctly as it refers to the resource level needed from the client side. Um, you can't just buy inbound marketing from an agency. There's no way that'll ever work. So then what we did is 
after we had a second occasion, we went in and had a, we did an analysis of all the portals we were wor working on and asked our customers, okay, now give us the feedback, how much time you are spending specifically on your inbound marketing and sales endeavors within your organization per month. And they came back to us with the figures and uh, we, we, we were pretty sure that we were, we had like a hypothesis that was in their, in their range and, and the range that came back was anywhere between 100 to 240, 250 hours per month. That means that's just the resource levels that's needed in order to have inbound marketing machines and sales machines running and going. So what we did then, we just this is the analysis. Maybe if you wanted to pull up the uh, the the LinkedIn uh, link later on in, in, yep. in the in the I'll, I'll put it um, on the show notes. Yeah, I mean, then you can just have a look at it. And it's sort of, when you put that into the discussion, you sort of frame the expectation from the customer side so they know if they want to do inbound, you have to, it's like with kids, you know, you can't say, I want to have a kid. And if the kid is here, I'm just going to take the beautiful sides of this kid's but I'm going to leave away the ugly stuff. I don't want that, right? You know, it doesn't work like that. You have to have, we have kids, you want to have them if, with all the good and the bad sides. And it's the same with inbound marketing. You go all in or you don't go at all, right? And that's what we said to our customers and that's how we frame the discussion now. What we, now what we've done even, we've tweaked that in the process, in our, in our contract process uh, now is that we, <laughs> we add this into, the, into our contracts, uh, into our uh, mandate or retainer contracts. And, um, and we work with PandaDoc, which is our uh, document management and, uh, and uh, uh, procurement, as you so will, and uh, uh, contract system. And within that PandaDoc, with every contract, there's a tick box. And in the tick box, it says, I, 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 just in, like in broad terms, I have read uh, that the how much time it will take to to invest into inbound marketing and I acknowledge that I'm willing and able to put in that amount of resources in order to bring this whole thing to life and if they don't tick the box the contract won't go through so I mean we're on the safe side now so they know if they say yes to inbound marketing they will have to go for this here right that's why I think it's very good I, I think it's very good because a lot of uh a lot of projects, a lot of uh, clients, a lot of uh, inbound marketing will, will, will fall short off because the lack of uh, investment and time and resources, basically time and money, and of course the knowledge uh, to, to uh, actually to do an inbound marketing. It goes, you're pointing out in your article that, that uh, do you want to be, a, you want to have a Daniel Greg body, you pay for your gym membership in January, you work out like a maniac for the first three weeks, when you drop, go sleep for whatever reason, you sign, fuck <laughs> what, oh me, and then you quit. And then you don't yeah. do, and we see that a lot. You know, yeah. customers come and they have this shiny, you know, their eyes are like, yes, inbound marketing, this is great. We want to have a HubSpot. We watch the videos, we've produced, we've consumed the content and everything is super cool. Let's start. And then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's exactly what you're saying. I mean, um, um, talking to, to customers, it also gives us and also the customer the opportunity to qualify, right? Are, they, are we a right fit, right? So, I mean, at the beginning, you know, as, as, as we started out with on this journey and probably like many of the viewers also when they started starting out, um, you're happy to have this, this uh, 2K monthly retainer and you're happy to work with that because then you sort of get, you know, you get to know the system and you can help out the customer. But the thing is, you're attracting all these shitty customers that pay 2K a month and you can't do anything. 
Now just break down, even if you work in some low wage country, $2,000, 2,000 euro, no matter what, won't get you very far, right? Now we're in a high wage country in Switzerland. So even with our retainers, we can't get that much done. But nevertheless, we're framing from the beginning and selecting those customers that are willing to invest. And they're willing to invest not just the time, they're also willing to invest the change it will take in the mindset, not just of marketing, but also marketing and sales, inside sales and the whole organization. So it's not about the tool and it's not about, you know, creating some new process. It's about changing the mindset into a more measurable pipeline that helps the organization grow to the dimension they want to do. And if they're not willing to do that, they will not invest. And you see that. I mean, I have a background in, as I said before, in equity capital markets. And, and um, I have friends that are still in that domain. So if you look at a venture capital company nowadays, and they invest money when they go into, uh, they go on, they, they bet on some, some geeky uh, invention or marketing technology or you name it. They go in, they put in their 10 million or 20 million or whatever, and they want to have a quick return. They want to see fast growth. They want to see stuff come back fast. And that's the type of growth we're looking for. That we want to have companies and organizations that are willing to invest into growth as opposed to just tit-tatting and a little bit of sandboxing with inbound marketing. And this helps create the selection. And uh, I mean, we had those shitty 2K retainers ourselves in the past. Um, and everyone who's watching, yes, do it in the beginning. But once you're airborne, please let go of that legacy business and make sure for your own sanity and also for the sanity and the value they bring to your customers that you'd go on and help them reap the benefits of in marketing sales by going all in the way that we've laid it out. That's the way we look at it. Yeah, very good. I love it. I absolutely love it. One of my, my, my uh, learnings in the, in the journey of inbound marketing and to get working together with HubSpot, which I think is one of the best companies in the world of structuring growth and, you know, talking about it and everything is, you know, super, super good. Good. One of my gurus inside the HubSpot organization is G2, G2 Mahtani. You probably met him. Yeah, yeah. Because I come from a sales, outbound sales background, you know, yeah. sales dog, you know go and sell to anybody, you know, there's a <laughs> grandmother on the street, go and sell ice cream to her. And you will, if, if she don't buy, sell to another one, go and go and go. Yeah. And, 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 and not thinking about that, that who are you actually selling to. So G2 asked me three or four years ago at Inbound Marketing that, Yanni, would you sell to a customer if that customer wasn't perfect fit for you. And I said, yeah, of course, money doesn't smell, <laughs> you know, we, we, need, <laughs> we need that. And then I just left there and I, I just thought that what an odd question that was. Mm -hmm. Went home, back to Finland, you know, done my thing. And around about six or eight months after inbound, I just understand that we had those 2,000 shitty, shitty uh, uh, retainers, you know, the customers that didn't have the resources, didn't have the time, didn't have the money, didn't have the knowledge to invest, and we mm -hmm. were selling to those. And then I just thought that uh, maybe uh, I, I need to reconsider my answer. <laughs> and, and then I went to Inbound again and my chief and I said, said, said to him that, yeah, you were absolutely right. You know, ask me again. I will not. I will not say. But, uh, but we, yeah. started, we started our HubSpot journey, journey, you know, years ago. And yeah. first time in Inbound, uh, Mark was the guy, sales director there, asked me that how many percentage of your customers are retailer-based. And then I turned around. I said, what about 30? And then he was like, uh, all right. 
And then I, you know, you know, turned right my, my former colleague and asked like, what the hell is a retainer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's yeah. where we started for you. Yeah. Now all, yeah. all our customers are retainer, but yeah. we don't sell, you know, no. every time we go to the customer, we say, this is a hundred thousand project. Whether you are investing it to us, whether whether you're in yearly yearly hundred thousand, whether you're investing it to the software, don't look at how much HubSpot costs because the bigger cost will be doing inbound marketing, writing those blogs, recording those videos, editing, you know, all that thing which is called hard work. Right, right, right. And that that and after that, you know, everything changed. I you know I love the blog post. Uh, We'll, we'll share that, put it on. It's, it's good for the whole community to, 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 to think about. Yeah, I mean, I thank you so much for sharing it because it, it helps everyone. And it's not just from a perspective of an agency, you know, wanting to, uh, to be bold or anything with a statement. It has a lot to do with framing the expectation with the customer, right? And therefore, I think it's of great value for every customer who wants to go all in and is deciding who to, uh, you know, how much resources I want to put into this. So, I mean, this is... Uh, uh, something that I'm very happy that you're sharing it and it will help everyone in the whole community. So thank you. So hey, let's talk about next, uh, the Swiss market. How many partners there are? What is your level of, of competition in, in, in uh, Switzerland? So the landscape in Switzerland is uh, roughly we have oh, it's six or seven HubSpot tiered agencies. Uh, there's two, there's another gold partner. Um, and uh, we... Uh, uh, I say that we're very friendly, but you know the Swiss aren't as opposed to the Finnish guys. And we don't rub shoulders so often. You know we uh, don't get together and sort of exchange, which I think is a bit counterproductive uh, in the sense of the whole cup spot and the whole inbound marketing and sales movement. Uh, we're here to help, and uh, I always try to reach out. And uh, there's the odd uh, connection that really likes to uh, you know every so often get in touch. Uh, that's probably just the other goal partner, but the others are more in a competitive sense, you know, you know, trying to be very um, uh, secrete about what they're, what they're doing or what they're not doing. So um, those uh, agencies mostly have a web uh, background. So uh, we run into them. Uh, if we do like a rundown uh, via BuiltWith or with Datanize to see what the install base of HubSpot in Switzerland is, and we sort of analyze who's taking care of those guys, we see that uh, those web-based agencies more, more and more often uh, work with smaller customers, you know, in the range to, I don't know, 10 to 50 FTE. And, uh, and the larger organizations, you know, from 50 to 1,000 to or 100 to 1,000 employees is like the range that we're going after. And uh, there's really just one other competitor. Uh, but due to the fact that Switzerland is a very high-wage uh, salary country, we have a lot of inspill from other uh, uh, countries. So we have. Um, we have one great client, or not client of ours, but a great company uh, in the, in the Italian-speaking part of, of Switzerland who's taken care of uh, by, by, by a German agency, and they're doing a great job for them. Uh, we see some other companies in the French part of Switzerland that have been taken care of from French agencies. So it's, uh, it's a big mix, and uh, uh, it's, it's nice. But uh, we could use some more competition because that will fuel the market and sort of spur the, the need for inbound marketing and sales even more. Yeah, I was kind of a mixed feelings with the with the with the competition because Finland has a lot of competition. We are small mm -hmm. market, and there is uh, actually three diamond partners at the moment. Actually, sorry, four diamond partners. There's four diamond partners. Uh, uh, no, sorry, 
three and one is about to become a diamond partner. So think about five million people. Every, everybody is, is working in the same area, Helsinki area, around right about a million people. And the economy is not that big. So, uh, but then again, uh, what actually happened was that everybody found their own spot because everybody started to specialize. <laughs> do, they, do they own these? Somebody went out outside from Finland. Somebody, you know, took took one vertical, and somebody did some something. And and we see that there is plenty of business still for everybody. So uh, I wouldn't be too you know cautious about the competition in any any. And all all that you know, hiding the information and not talking to your you know competition is kind of a crap because inbound marketing. The information is free, and Google does know everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nano point zero seconds, and uh, if you are hiding information, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody. I know, I know, I know. We 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 had I had a, a guy. We we lost a a, a competitive bid uh, for the first time uh, since we went all in uh, to another agency. And of course, what I do as a good sportsman, I I invited them over to the agency, you know, to meet these guys. I hadn't seen them before. I had been you know talking to them in the past, but I hadn't really. Uh, connected with them. So I invited them over for, 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 for lunch to, to our agency here. And it was, uh, at the end, it was a good chat. I mean, they were probably not aware that, you know, people are friendly in the inbound domain. We're helpful. You know, we're reaching out to help people. And we're not just helping our clients. We're helping the whole community, your, your viewers, your fans, everyone. We're helping everyone. So I think they sort of got the knack of the whole inbound movement that they really appreciated that. We went and had some pizza over there. So by the end of the day, they were happy. No, that's very good. To, yeah. to all the in, new inbound uh, agencies who are thinking whether I should, you know, jump or not, come to inbound. Come to inbound in Boston and see that, what is happening there with the agencies and make the decision then because you will see a lot of friendly people, a lot of, you know, people who will respect each other. <laughs> want to talk with each other, share yeah. information. And that's, that's where the magic happens. And, 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 and that's, that's very good. So uh, talking about story leads and your career as an inbound marketing, tell me a you know, couple of nuggets that what have you learned? You know, what is, what is gone absolutely wrong? And what, is, what, is, what has been you know, the super uh, great stuff that you have learned in your, in your journey as a HubSpot agency? Okay, so I'll, I'll start out with the nasty stuff because that's uh, really, some of it was really nasty. I mean, the nasty stuff was, very, it's very simple. I mean, um, you, as you said before, you go to inbound, you go to this great event and you uh, get sort of an understanding about how this whole thing ticks. And at the beginning, you're a bit suspicious. You know, we're Alpine folk here in Switzerland. Right? So when a foreigner or something changes, we're very suspicious of, of things, right? So here's this Swiss dude going over to Boston to this event, and everybody's friendly and happy, you know? And I say, well, this is just because these are Americans. But no, then you talk to the Germans, you talk to the Brazilians, you talk to the South Africans, you talk to everyone from around there, and everyone's sharing this notion of being helpful and, and being kind in the sense of helping not just the customer change his or her marketing, but also to help the agencies and the community transform their business models from a project-oriented to a more reliable and scalable pipeline. So then you're there, and all of a sudden, you see all this great folk. And that's what I really I invite everyone to do, like you said before, to do that. So then you go there, and then to come back to the biggest pitfall I was, I just I do not regret going all in into inbound marketing, but I regret doing it much too late, right? Yeah. 
So we sandboxed, right? We, I don't know, that was 2014, right? So we're sandboxing. We have the portal. We're not really taking this thing serious. We have some legacy business. We're working on projects for big banks and stuff like that, which brings us in a lot of money, right? So, you know, we're not cutting off the limical cord here. We, so we're, we're, we're in, this, in, this, in this legacy business. Now, the other hand, we're sort of tiptoeing through the tulips and sandboxing with some little bit of HubSpot stuff. And then, of course, what happens is the perception of this within the organization, within the agency, becomes as follows. Oh, another shiny object our boss has. Yeah, he's tiptoeing with something called inbound marketing. That can't be serious. That's just another flashy object. And that's what happens, right? So then they're not taking it serious. And so what happens, then you're going on, on, and on, as opposed to say, listen, guys, cut. We're done. We're not going to do this shit anymore. We're going to continue to work in our, in our, in our expertise, in our field of expertise, which from, from now on will be inbound marketing and sales. And that's what you need to do. So once again, the biggest pitfall, the biggest regret I have is not, not going into inbound, but waiting much too long to do so. So we did like, I don't know, 18 months until last uh, January 2, 2016, we said we went all in, right? And that's when we took off. That's very good. I have kind of similar, similar thoughts. Uh, there was a bit of a hesitation before we jumped four years ago, thanks to Sharon Merganan and, and, and uh, Amanda Keating. They were, they were the uh, uh, original uh, drivers. But the thing was that when we went to Boston and saw that happening, we went all in. I said, you know, my former colleague told me that, you know, mm. this is the thing we need to do. We go all in or we don't go at all. That's why I love your book. <laughs> that's why I love your well, book. Because that's I, what happens. Yeah. It happened, actually. Yeah. I have, to, I have to give credit to this line, go all in or don't go all. I have to give credit to Mike Lieberman for creating this because I, it's not, this does not come out of my pen. This is something that Mike created. And I think it's so, it brings it, boils it down to the Square point to that it says, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, He's, a, he's an OBS guy. I, I've met him personally. I don't think he remember me, but I mean, I've met him and he's been so energetic and also framing the, per, you know, the perception of how to create a mar an agency that's really, um, that really produces what you desire. And it's been very in instructional. And that's one of his lines. It says, either you go all in or don't go at all. What we did, we did the research in the background to get all the figures together. Yeah. Yeah. And I even bought orange socks. Which Sharon sent you. This is a bit of an insider thing, but Sharon sent probably you were on the list also. You know, look, that, you uh, can't see it right now, but I have. I love. See, you can't see it. I have my underwear is orange. <laughs> that's fantastic. We're we're all orange here. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. So uh, yeah. So what is what is uh, where you see the inbound marketing as a movement because it has started. You know, mm -hmm. from a. SEO perspective, it has started from, you know, produce great content, get found, then the social media hit the, hit the field, you know, you know, do your social posting. What is, what is happening at the moment is that companies do not get uh, very good uh, reads on social be without paying a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money, but without, you know, going to advertising. What is your, mm -hmm. what is your predictions for, for inbound marketing? Okay. Um, I mean, you, you can look at it from a perspective as, as a marketing um, paradigm. You can look at it as a tool-driven, uh, whatever, change in, in the technology landscape. You can look at it from a 
perspective of making marketing and sales more quantifiable. You can look at it from different perspectives and, and say, okay, this whole inbound thing is, is really uh, moving ahead. I look at it as a catalyst. Um, and for me, the, the inbound movement itself as a catalyst has a lot to do with, okay, we're moving, we're transitioning, not from just from a marketing perspective, but we're transitioning from a mindset of being helpful. And that does not really just mean on, in sales. That means in being helpful in, in the way we create our culture, our corporate cultures within agencies or within the customer's environment or within other organizations of being helpful. And being helpful means being relevant. And that's what we want to be. We want to be relevant going forward. And I think we're moving from, from this, this domain or this era of irrelevance and noise into an era where people just, they can find you out, you know, if, in, in, at a snap of a finger, they can, if you're not being honest, if you're not being transparent, they'll know exactly what, you know, that you're lying to them or you're being deceased. So therefore, I believe this, this inbound thing serves as a catalyst to change the way we think about interacting in business, in life, all together, to be, become even better at what we are. So therefore, it's not just a tool thing. It's not just a process thing. It's not just a culture thing. It's an overall catalyst of moving from A into a, I say, a better world. And therefore, I'm so thankful because um, you go into customers and, you know, the entry point may be CRM or the entry point may be website or the entry point may be even uh, marketing technology. So all of a sudden you're talking about this stuff, but that what you're really talking about is changing. You're talking about changing the mindset. Like last night, I was over at a, a customer had a, a tech talk and, and pizza and beer after that. And you can tell by talking to the people that their mindset in the sense they want to market and sell is changing not only the way they market and sell, but also the way they're interacting between each other. Marketing and sales come together, talking about growth, talking about why do we want to grow? talking about being relevant to the customers, talking about we don't want to be very pushy with our product um, announcements and, and specs anymore. We want to look at the customer and have a look at his journey and be helpful. And if he buys something, great. And if he doesn't buy anything, who knows? Maybe he'll come back two years from now, but that's the way. So therefore, I think it's not just an inbound thing from a technology or a marketing or process standpoint. It's about a catalyst of changing the way we do think and act in business. That's a, was a very good speech. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not scripted. <laughs> you should be a preacher, man. <laughs> I am. I am. So are you. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. But I, I think that you have a point there, uh, as a, you know, when you're speaking about the catalyst and all that, because the, the channels will change and the mediums will change and the formats will change over time because, you know, the progress is, you know, getting further and, and, and new technologies come, the AI is coming. We are now talking a lot of, a lot of with videos and, it, and, and the blogging is not dead. It's still there. And also there's a lot of new channels, but the overall idea of helping people and understanding the customer and try to help that in the journey is a big thing. But like you said, in your, in your, um, in your blog post that we have been referring uh, many, many times, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and and uh, that's something that that everybody should bear in mind. That if you want to help your customer, and your customer needs to, uh, so that the customer understands that you are the helpful guy, it doesn't come for free. 
even though that you are you are buying tons of marketing automations, you can buy ten HubSpot licenses. Uh, but if you're if you are not producing very good content, if you are what you are telling that you are, you'll fail. Yeah, I'm I'm fully with you, and I also refer to the analogy you brought out before. I mean. It's, it is, it really is a lot of hard work. It is, uh, I don't know, I'm still here. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. I just, I just, I just bumped off the, uh, the screen. No, I mean, it is a lot of work. Uh, and I mean, if it, you know why, you know why people think it is hard? It is hard because if it were easy, everyone else would be doing it. Right. So, I mean, it's just like the analogy in that blog post, Daniel Craig, I mean, look, at his 2000 and I think 14 body, right? He had, right? It's not Five something point. that, yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen like that. No. no, you have to go to the gym. You have to work out. You can't just buy the fitness uh, uh, membership for the, for, the, for the gym. No, you have to go to the gym. You can't just buy marketing technology and wait it, sit, have it sitting on your shelf and hopefully it'll come to fruition someday. No, you have to buy the stuff and you have to use it. And if you don't use it daily, it's like brushing your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth every day, you'll start to stink. And if you don't you have bad breath, if you have bad breath, you will never able to kiss any customer anymore. So therefore, I believe strongly that is our duty and our obligation and our responsibility as agencies to make sure that the customer is aware that this is, as you say, Yanni, hard, friggin' hard work. Massive action every day. Every day, go in. I have a routine that I take rigorously i'm i'm a I, i'm a pilot in my past in my past i'm sorry i could when i fly i have a checklist i have to work off the checklist you know be pre-flight takeoff approach everything as a checklist right and if you don't do that regularly you'll fail and that's the way also we we shift are the ways of thinking right we're, sh we're shifting the ways we're thinking about how to do marketing we used to do marketing as hey let's do this campaign and let's see how it turns out or let's do this trade show yeah, and we got all these business cards, but nobody's calling up on them after. You know, who's going to measure this whole stuff? Oh, I don't know. How to perform? I have no idea, dog boss. There you go. Nowadays, every day, into the portal, doing work, blogging. I mean, you, look at you. You're on video every day. Every friggin' day, I see your face in my YouTube channel, right? Everything's, you're the best example. Every day, hard work. Right. We pro actually, actually, I was, I was, you know, comparing your calculations on your blog post about the hours when you were saying 150, uh, was it 150 hours, uh, 100 hours, 150 hours to 2,050 hours. Actually, what's happening in our agency? We are now 12 people agency turnover is around about a million euros, and uh, and the thing is that we are putting 300 hours on our own content. Oh production and that's a lot and yep. everybody is like you know and and what, when we started to do the videos one video per day monday to friday at 12 o'clock from december till midsummer now we're on a summer holiday now i'm just doing podcasts and 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 uh, and, and the video courses and all that but we, we will continue with the new format in in august but the thing is that 130 videos watched over uh, uh, over two and uh, four sorry 46,000 times. In wow. That. And that's a BB. Wow. And that's like a middle-aged guy who is talking something <laughs> on, on YouTube. And the thing is that, you know, people are watching it. And I get all the time referrals to that. Yeah. But that is back to the hard work. Yeah, exactly. If you are not ready to do the hard work, 
you know, it's better to, you know, go to the movies, have a big pile of popcorn and a huge Coke, enjoy the movie. And after that, see another one. Because, because you're never going to be uh, very good inbound marketer with, with, without the very, uh, you know, investing time and money to it. But anyway, exactly. we, have to, we have to wrap up. Time is, uh, time is ticking. It's been a wonderful, you know, uh, talk with you again. We have to change chocolates when we, when we, because when we meet again, because you, were, you, were, you always bring the Swedish chocolate into I'm going to bring some uh, Carl Fotzer, Fotzer Blue, Fotzer Insinina, we call it in Finland, to, to you so we can compare to that. So who is okay. the best chocolate in the country? Because Finland is a chocolate country also, like, like Switzerland. Yeah. And I'll bring some, I'll bring some Swiss vodka. <laughs> Swiss vodka. That's a very good one. Never heard about that one. But let, hey, Steve, uh, one, ish, uh, one thing just to wrap up, what mm-hmm. would you like to say to the agencies that are thinking about jumping into the HubSpot train uh, as your uh, last advice? I would start out with the question, why are you doing this, right? Why would you want to uh, switch your business model you had in the past, which mostly is project oriented into a business model that creates sustainable or more or less sustainable and predictable pipeline. The question is why you do this. Now, if you're the type that has a so-called lifestyle business, right? As, as an agency, most, you know, most agencies have like a lifestyle business where growth is, you know, like two or 3%. Your yeah, lifestyle, it supports your lifestyle as an agency owner and you want to keep that up, that's fine, right? I suggest that you stick to your business model you had in the past and continue to work on those projects and stay where you are and, and enjoy the, the lifestyle model you have uh, embraced. If you come to this uh, conclusion in asking yourself the question why you want to do this and you want to switch into a more growth-driven model where you have a more predictable pipeline where you have ambitious growth goals, then think about going inbound. Think about going inbound by the sense of going all in. Because if you switch from this lifestyle model, this comfy lifestyle model, into a more predictable, scalable, growing model, a business model, there's a complete change. It's not just a change in the way you approach business, but it's a change the way you're looking at your business. So you're not just working in your business, you're looking at your business. And when you're looking at your business and you go into this growth model, look at this growth model as creating an asset, an asset, your agency being an asset that's tradable, right? What I mean by that is that you look at this, what you're creating as something you can one day hand off either to your team, either to an industrial buyer who has a logic behind that, who wants to buy your agency, but look at it as a tradable asset. Because what most agencies, what I see, are stuck in, they're between this thing, right? They're not quite a lifestyle model anymore where they do nice work, flashy objects, nice projects, and they're not over here where the scalable, like where you are, Yanni, right? With the scalable business where you can, one day when, when Yanni decides to go ice fishing for the rest of his life, he will not have to be within the agency. He can hand it off, right? But most of them are stuck in the middle here, right? Not knowing, should I be this or should I be that? So 
as I said before, I do not regret going all in. I, what I regret is being in this middle piece of this hamburger for too long, right? Not knowing this, you know, this one, two, three year period of tip tat, you know, you know, not really knowing where you want to go. So either stick with your lifestyle model or go all in. And if you do go all in, look at it as creating an asset that's really great, that's unique, that has a great culture, that has like we have like processes all documented so you can hand it off one day or enjoy life. That's a very good. Uh, one of my final, final thoughts of this is that have you heard about Gino Wickman, the traction and the entrep- entrepreneurial operating system? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's that's something to investigate to everybody. Go to YouTube, Gina Wickman Traction uh, Entrepreneurial Operating System, because because that if you if you are choosing that path that you want to go in a in a in a growth, you start to grow your agency. You have to need to, need to be you know working differently. You have to have the processes, the management, and all that. And that traction book and the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, is a very, very good tool to help you understand and the structuring the business. When you are, you know, building a scalable model, you have to take the people out, put, put the processes, and, and start to think, think differently that typical advertising, marketing, consult, consult agencies are thinking. So that's, that's, mm. that's something, big, big learning curve is that learn to how to manage the growth and, 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 and do that. So, but anyway, Swiss Steve, Steve, Swiss Steve. <laughs> <laughs> My English is horrible. Steve, Swiss Steve. Thanks very much. Uh, well, is the agency and thank you for being part of the uh, Life of a Hub Partner podcast. Thank you so much, Yanni, and hope to see you all at Inbound. Bye, guys.